Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 229. This episode is brought to you by study.com. Study.com is an all-in-one membership with everything you need to homeschool, including fun and engaging video lessons for all subjects and grades, comprehensive assessments, instructor support, and study scheduling. Now they do offer complete courses, but you can even customize courses to make it exactly what you want. And their college accelerator option includes hundreds of courses that can be used for dual credit, helping your students get a head start on their college credit. So if you would like to take advantage of their offer, every new member can receive 30% off their first three months when you go to 41more.com forward slash study. Welcome to episode 229. Of course, you can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 229. Today, we had the privilege of sitting down with Michelle Osborne. She's a veteran homeschool mom who's graduated all her kids, and she runs the Yellow House Book Rental, which is yellowhousebookrental.com, where they rent and sell homeschool curriculum. And she's also one of the masterminds between the Homeschooling Teens Curriculum Fair, which we'll talk about, and her other site is homeschoolingteenssuccessfully.com. So today's topic is zeroing in on those high schoolers. We're going to talk about how to homeschool your teens and how to navigate those doubts, how to make sure that you have a successful high school experience with your kids. Michelle has a lot of wisdom to share, and I hope you really enjoy this podcast. Now you can find the show notes with links to everything we talk about and links to Michelle's sites if you go to 41more.com forward slash 229. Okay, here's my chat with Michelle Osborne. Hey, Michelle, thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. Well, I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited for this opportunity to get to talk with you and um, those of your followers that are listening today. Awesome. So let's start where we always begin and go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of give us an insight into your homeschooling background. Okay. Well, my name is Michelle Osborne. Um, Yellow House Book Rental was where all my homeschool stuff started, not my homeschool life but where homeschool into helping the community started. And um, I decided to start renting homeschool curriculum because I found out that nobody out there was renting. And I thought, isn't that a great way to save? I mean, you don't need all these books. So let's try that. So um, it has morphed into all kinds of things, but basically we rent homeschool curriculum, but we also sell it. We do um, downloads. We have sellbacks. They have try before you buy. So it's been really fun to um, where that all has gone. But in the last few years, I have um, started homeschooling teens successfully. And um, that all began back when I was homeschooling my teens. And I had several people start asking me, how are you homeschooling teenagers? That's so scary. I don't know if I want to do it. How do I do it? And so I was helping friends I would help them, I would coach them, I would encourage them. And as each of my kids grew and left, I started being asked, how did you do it? They're just so successful. They're so well-rounded. What did you do to homeschool through high school into college successfully and into life? 
So I just started really looking at what I did and, you know, dissecting my homeschool. And I continued helping friends. And eventually I'm like, I can help a lot of people. I'm just, I want to create courses. I want to offer coaching and give it to whoever wants it. So it that's what it became. So now I have a course and um, I coach online. And it's really fun helping homeschool parents that don't think they can do it because the high school teen years, they are like amazing. They are so fun. Now they're difficult. I won't say that it's an on a roller coaster, but it is just an amazing experience for your teen and for you. I totally agree. I kind of think I enjoy the high school years way more than the early years when they all needed me every minute and, you know, that kind of thing. It's a different dynamic and it can be a lot of fun. So how many kids did you homeschool? Okay. Um, so I have four kids. Um, they are now all adults. They're all married, um, starting their own families. Uh, but I homeschooled, I say, from birth on because really we all homeschool. We just don't realize it. Right. You know, we all teach them how to how to do their letters and their numbers and tie their shoes and all that stuff. So I tell people, you've been homeschooling already. Just mm -hmm. keep going. Right. You know, so, yes, I have three girls, one boy, um, two of them graduated college. They graduated one year early, each of them. Um, then I have a daughter who calls herself a college dropout because she went to college, but then decided her junior year, uh, I don't like this. So we're like, okay, let's not spend money on this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? And then I have my youngest who is a master esthetician. So she never went to college, but out of my four kids, three are entrepreneurs, extremely successful. Um, and then my, uh, my daughter that is a master esthetician, and anyway, so they all are kind of involved in different things, but yes, that is my family. I'm married, um, live in beautiful country, Utah. I'm not sure if I answered your question. I kind of got did. You did. No, that's great. So you've been through it. You've graduated for, so you're coming from a place of, you know, the struggles, you know, what parents are thinking, because you probably had some of these doubts at the beginning, but now you've been to the other end and you can see that homeschooling, even through high school, you can be really successful. So when you're talking to homeschool parents or, you know, your own experience, what are some of those common doubts and concerns you see people having? You, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but can you explain a little more? What are those concerns that people seem to have? Right. Well, I think my number one, if I had to pick one concern is how do I keep them motivated? I kind of get some other offshoots on, am I doing enough? Um, how do I make sure they're going to be ready for life? Will I have all the graduation requirements? Um, there are several of those different combinations, but I would think the biggest one is how do I keep them motivated? Mm -hmm. and, oh, and that became one of my favorite things. Like I told you, I kind of went back and looked at, okay, what did I do? Um, I realized then that I had added a lot of things in my children's teen years that shaped them because we kind of knew, we all know what our children's bent is, whether we, whether they know what they want to do when they grow up or not, we all kind of know what their likes and their dislikes and their struggles are. So I encouraged them and I helped them in their weak areas because I knew that when they were out on their own, they were going to need to know how to write and how to do math and, you know, in everyday life. But then we also added a lot of things that they loved. 
like music for um, two of my daughters and my son, who was a very successful entrepreneur. Um, he's, he just did a lot of things on the computer, started his own websites, did his own um, businesses, just all those things. We allowed them to do a lot of that during high school and earlier than high school, their middle school years, so that they looked forward to things. And actually, the funny thing is, is that I created courses for them out of this but some of them I didn't tell them they were courses I didn't tell them that they were being graded on this and this would count as a class so they thought it was fun it was fun time and of course when you're doing things that you like you're going to spend a lot of time on it so we didn't have to worry about oh is this enough time can I count it as a credit and um, so by the time they graduated from high school they were good at what they loved doing and they also got credit for it so um, that is what I did to help encourage them is I let their passions kind of create their courses and I just followed it. Love that so much because some parents are afraid to deviate from like what the public school does in high school. And it's like, you can totally customize your kid's high school experience to fit them. And I love that you did that. That's so cool. So when you, we mentioned doing enough, right? Everyone's afraid. Am I doing enough? And like the transcript and the credits, like what does doing enough even mean? What do you think people think? What do you think it really means? Like, what's that, what's that mean? Well, actually, that's a good question, and it really depends on your child and on you and where you want them to be by graduation. Now, some some of the states have graduation requirements, you know, that you have to follow. Um, And, of course, we all want to. um, The state that I live in is very flexible, but I made sure I told my children, you are going to do what you need to do. You are going to do the tough courses. I am going to have you prepared for college, whether you want to go there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so enough really depends on a lot of things that you want. So what I what I suggest is tell asking parents to sit down and write down, okay, what are their goals? What are their children's goals? Where do they want to be by graduation? And then you can start figuring out, okay, am I doing enough? And then you work backwards. Now, there are course requirements over the whole United States that especially colleges and stuff, they kind of want to see. So when I coach parents, I say, let's work that into it. Let's make sure we have those things there. So by graduation, they're ready. But sadly, I've seen way too many parents. They're like, okay, we just take it a year at a time. Well, that's good. But how do you know by when you get to 12th grade that you've done everything you should have to get to graduation. So it's good to have a plan. And that's where I start with parents that I'm coaching. Let's get a plan. Let's figure out where we're going. That way we'll know if we've done enough. Yes, I totally see this too. In my state, Pennsylvania, we have, we definitely have graduation requirements. We're one of the worst states to homeschool in, unfortunately, but I'm a, I'm a homeschool evaluator. And so we have to like make sure kids hit their graduation requirements. And it scares me when some families are halfway through high school and they're like, oh, I don't even know what the requirements are. And you're like, no, but I think that's true. Everyone, no matter where you live, even if your state is flexible, you do, you should have a plan. What would you say? Like by eighth grade, know what you're doing in high school. What would you say? Um, Well, yes. And you know what I've had? um, This kind of seems like it's off track, but it's not. I've had several people look at my course because my course is called um, Competently Homeschooling Teens Coaching and Workshops for Success. 
And they're like, oh, it looks like it's for high school. My child's not going to be in high school for three more years. And I say, well, okay, if they're in seventh grade, you need to start thinking now. Mm-hmm. Because there's things that you could be doing now to prepare yourself. And then by the time they're in eighth grade, some of those classes could count towards high school. And so preparing them, I'd say by seventh, eighth grade at the latest, preparing yourself is good. So you can start looking at what you're going to do the next four years. So when you get to ninth grade, you hit the ground running, you know where you're going, you feel confident. And it's my um, my moms that have done my course of when they've got kids in like eighth grade that are like, we're ready. We're set. We were scared to death. Now we know what we're doing. Now we know where we're going. So yes, starting early is important. So that way you can be ready and you have all those things kind of started in motion. But I will say those parents that come to me and say, you know what? I don't want my child to be in public school anymore, but they're juniors. What do we do now? Um, that works too. And I have worked with many parents that I'm like, okay, but let's just do this. We have three years already behind us or two years behind us. Now let's just work it out, see what we have to do next. But now you have the door wide open to add all kinds of things that you couldn't have if your child stayed in public school. Yeah. Now we, you talked about customizing your own kids, uh, high school experience, you know, based on their interests. How do I think I think homeschool parents love that idea, but then they get nervous and they're like, how do I balance that between meeting academic standards? I've also heard parents recently ask me like how, I don't know, uh, you know, how do you balance even like an unschooling or letting your kids totally follow their passions versus we definitely need to still get math and it, like we need to do these things like college prep, like you said, just in case, okay. you know, we need this. How do you balance all that in high school? Well, so that was hard for me at first with my, you know, with each child, I kind of got more flexible. And I find that with all homeschool parents, we start, we want, we want it all in a box. We want to know what we're doing. At least that's my personality. Tell me what I need to do. So I know if I'm doing it right, you know, and um, then as we go, we kind of learn to kind of deviate. So um, with my first child, I did a lot of what I thought needed to be done. I did a lot of what public schools did, which it's good to know what the public school is doing, but at the same time, remember you're homeschooling because you don't want public school. So we've got to keep that in mind too, right? Um, So what I did, now I'm one of those personalities that I like structure, I like organization, I like to know what I'm doing, I like to plan and check off the list, you know? So um, that's why I say you start with the plan. And you want to make sure you've got all those classes, those academics in that plan. But within that plan, what a lot of parents don't realize, especially if they weren't homeschooled themselves, is you can put so much in there. Like, for example, world history. You don't have to get a dry world history textbook. In fact, there's many Christian ones out there that are amazing, that are not dry, but fun. But why just do world history? If your child loves airplanes and wants to be a pilot, why not do the history of airplanes? And they get world history as they're learning about airplanes. Or if they love music, the same idea. Music has been around since the creation of the world. Let's learn about world history that way. And like one of um, two of my children um, 
they did not like chemistry. They didn't want to do chemistry. I knew they would not do well in chemistry. Okay, I tried it with my first child and she hated it and we tortured ourselves. And she wasn't even going to really need it, you know, with what she wanted to do. So we did marine biology. My children actually enjoyed some of it, even though they weren't going to be anything marine biology related, but it made more sense to them. So you don't have to do chemistry. Mm -hmm. Find another science that works that has a lab, mm -hmm. especially if they're not going to go into that. Now, my daughter, who wanted to be a nurse, of course, we need to do chemistry. OK, and we're going to get outside help because mom's not that great at it, which you can do with homeschooling. So it's those type of things that you want to have that list, like I said. But there's so much you can do within those classes to follow what they like, and even if they don't like it, to make it a little bit more enjoyable for those courses. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, parents forget they can outsource. Like you said, if you don't feel confident or comfortable teaching some subjects in high school or helping them, you know, you can outsource. There's lots of on great online courses for high schoolers now, don't you think? Like there's probably so I, many more in the last five to 10 years than ever were around. I, I want to say is that, so now that school's starting, I have a lot of friends, you know, sending their kids to public school. School, public school that is paid for by the government still costs most parents five, six, at that five, six, $700, $1,000 to go to free school mm -hmm. per child. Right. Okay. So when parents say, well, I homeschool and I can't afford a class. Mm -hmm. We have to kind of think, okay, well, if you send them to public school, you're still going to be paying out a lot of money. It's just going to be the stuff that you don't want it to go to. Yeah. So, yes, we may not be able to afford it, but really, we're going to have to spend that money. We just don't realize it. Mm -hmm. So we think, no, I can't afford it. And so sometimes, you know, it's one of those things we all afford what we want to we all pay for what we want to pay for, right? So where does your child, their education, their future, where does it all fit into your budget? Mm -hmm. You know, and that, it's different for every family, but sometimes we kind of think that we can save money by homeschooling, and we can. Actually, you can homeschool for way cheaper than sending your children to public school. Mm -hmm. But we also need to remember that some of those classes really are the best for your child, for their future, and won't cost you any more than what you would do when you send them to public school. Mm -hmm. So how do parents know if their homeschool approach is working with their teen? Like, I know a lot of people are worried about messing up the high school years, you know, making them not ready for college or whatever they're going to do in the future. But how do we know if what we're doing is working? How do we know that we're being successful, that our teens are on the way to success? Well, first of all, I, um, I say you need to be flexible. You need to just be willing to change it up every semester if you need to. And one thing that I learned, and even when the kids are younger, you do something, you think you've got it, you know you they like their classes, you've got this flow going, and something changes, and you have to change it the next semester or the next year. Just be willing to do that. So when you see that they're not enjoying a course, then you need to kind of ask yourself, okay, is this course necessary? What could we do? Can we add more videos? Can we do more reading? Could we um, add maybe some extra resources into this course to change it up a little to make it more enjoyable? 
So those are some things that I was always willing to change it up. Don't think that you have to go from module one to module 16 just because you bought a book with 16 modules. Mm-hmm. Change it up if you need to. I One of my daughters, she just did, I think, like 12 of the 16 modules because what I told my motto was we don't have to finish the book. We just have to learn what's in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. She didn't have to get to module 16, but she learned those 12 because she has working memory issues. So it takes her longer. Well, she, we did videos with it. It was Apologia. It was actually marine biology. We did the videos, the DVDs where she watched it. She read it. We did it together. She did the working. She did notes. So we put everything we could into it. And she actually did really well in the class and looked forward to doing it. So change those things up if you need to. And then they may not say, oh, yeah, I love marine biology. Now I want to become a marine biologist but it worked. So changing it up is what I say that they need to do Mm -hmm. when they don't think it's working. And um, that's one of the reasons I have for renting curriculum, because if it doesn't work, send it back to me, try something different and you didn't spend all that money. Mm -hmm. So be willing to deviate and which is hard for like people like me that Mm -hmm. wants to know what I'm doing and know where I'm going. It's you need to just start doing that with homeschooling, be willing to change your course. You know, like the GPS, like we used to have redirect, you know, and they tell us when we took a wrong turn. Well, let's figure out how to get back on track again. Now, when your kids were in high school and how do you advise other parents? Like, did you collaborate with them every year to figure out what they were taking or were you more like, I'm going to figure it out and this is what you're doing? How much give and take was there when you were figuring out their academic goals, you know, personal goals and all that stuff? Um, Okay, so it depended on how old they were. The older they got, um, like maybe their junior and senior year, we were able to talk more about it. But there is a big difference I found between ninth and 10th grade, the younger years and 11th and 12th. Mm-hmm. They're driving. They have um, a lot of them have jobs. They have an idea of what they want to do. So we worked more with their schedules. Okay. What do we have going on here? Um, and by then a lot of my four children, I already knew where they were going. So it was easy for me to say, okay, they're spending 10 hours a week in dance because they're in competitive dance. Yeah, we know that's going to be an elective. Okay. Um, I know she's going to be a nurse. So we're going to add in a lot of these classes to help prepare her that way. So a lot of it I already knew. So I guess back up to that question. And I would say, know your team. Get to know them. What do they love? What are their struggles? What are they good at? What do they just really dislike? And you can pretty much figure out what you're going to do for those courses just by knowing that. And then I would take it to my children, whether you're ninth grader or 11th grader and say, okay, this is what I have. You need one more elective in here. What is something that you want to do? What's something that you're interested in? One of my daughters just really liked, um, decided she liked um, sign language. So I said, okay, let's, there's a free sign language class at the, um, at the library. Let's do that together. And it was fun because I got to do it with her and it was a class. It was something she liked and it was a course. So that's, that's what I do. So I, 
I guess the easy, quick answer is I figure it out myself because I already know what they want. But then as they're older, I take it to them and say, okay, how's this going to work with your life this year? Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned some of your kids finish college early. Is that because you did dual enrollment? Um, Dual enrollment was the big reason for it, yes. Now, my son, um, you can call it whatever you want, but we skipped eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So um, one of my friends, in fact, that I'm coaching right now, she's saying she's combining seventh and eighth grade. That's how she's calling it. I called it skipping eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he graduated early, um, as in years, because he skipped eighth grade. But he had taken 24 credits um, or maybe 22, because once you get past 24, you're considered a transfer student, which that affects scholarships, that affects a lot of things. So we kept it under that amount, but he did it through um, CLEP tests, DSST tests, concurrent enrollment. Um, but I had all my children take concurrent enrollment. And that was the biggest reason that um, they graduated early. And then uh, they took a couple, once they were in college, took some summer classes because they both were just go-getters and they're like, okay, we're so close. Mm-hmm. Let's just get this over with, you know, what we need to in the three years. And of course that saves money too. A whole year of not having to pay for college yes. is several thousand dollars of savings in your pocket. Yes. Yes. We're big advocates over here of dual enrollment too. It's really helped my kids who are in college be able to cut that expense down. Awesome. So as we wrap up here, go ahead and tell us, um, you know, you started something because you saw a need in the homeschool market. Tell us about the homeschooling teens curriculum fair. And when this goes live, it may not be open, but give us a little taste of what, what people can expect and how to find out when it opens next. All right. Well, it all started with a post from a homeschool mom. I don't even remember what her name was. I wish I could give her credit. But she said, is there a place out there where I could find homeschool curriculum just for teens? Mm -hmm. I don't know where to look. Where do I find that curriculum? So I started doing um, some Google searches myself and tons of stuff came up, but mostly it was K through 12, where it was like, you know, elementary school, middle school, and all came up in the high school searches. And I thought, that's really hard. It's hard to find just curriculum for teens. So um, I collaborated with uh, Michelle Husbelston, and we said, let's figure out how to get these homeschool resources for teens out there to homeschool moms or parents. And so that's why we created just this month Um, I'm not sure when this is going to show, but our first one was in August. So we joined creators of resources and curriculum for homeschooling teenagers, curriculum and courses just specifically for teens with parents. And we've invited them into this Facebook group that is going to only be open three times a year as of right now. This is what we're going to do. And it's just one month three different times where they can come in and see courses, classes, get freebies, printables, resources that are just for teenagers. And, um, you know, hopefully they'll get some discounts, giveaways, freebies in the process as well, just for joining that group. So we're, it's, it's a learning process. We're trying to figure it out, but we are really hoping that this takes off because it's an amazing opportunity for parents to find just that. 
Mm-hmm. So I know, Michelle, you have so much for parents who are trying to homeschool their high schoolers, and I know they can find it on your website, but tell us where people can find you and then like what you especially would love parents to check out if they need help with homeschooling their teenager. Okay, well, we have two places they can go to homeschoolingteenssuccessfully.com. And that is just stuff for teens that they can find. Um, Now, Yellow House Book Rental is where I rent and sell curriculum. So you can find curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, All of my courses and stuff are on Yellow House Book Rental and on homeschoolingteensuccessfully.com, my teen courses. So that's where I would suggest they go uh, to get that information that they're looking for. And you were especially telling me about, was it a, a coaching or a mini course? Tell us about that, What where people would start. If they're like, I need, I need help just figuring out high school in general, where would people, what product did you have for that? Okay, well, I have my main course and that's what I suggest everybody that wants to know take. Um, and it's home, confidently homeschooling teens mm-hmm. with workshops and coaching. And I have a lot of bonuses in that. You, um, We talked about just about all of the things, but um, their passions mm-hmm. and learning how to make courses, their passions, how to create a transcript, how to grade to help them um, get the grades that you want on the transcripts, right? And help them learn. And um, making that course plan for the four years. Um, concurrent enrollment, which is so helpful to transcripts and graduating early. And there's so much more, but I pack it all into my course and that is available, but it's only available a few times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find out more about that on homeschoolingteensuccessfully.com. But I've also taken that major course and broken it down into many bundles because some people don't think they need it all. Mm-hmm. Um, to tell you the truth, they all relate to each other. So I really think that's the best. But if they just want a portion, mm-hmm. they can get it. Like, how do I create a transcript? How do I make how do I make sure that I have those courses in there? And then I provide one on one coaching as well. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on where they are and what they want. But I can give them the whole package with a whole bunch of coaching or I can just give them a little chunk with some coaching. Yeah. And we'll put links to all that in the show notes, but they can find it on your sites too. So as we wrap up before Zoom kicks us off, can you give us some final encouragement or advice for all those homeschool parents out there who are worried they are not doing enough for their teenager's education? Okay, well, I would say if you're worried, that means you're trying. So I'm not worried because if you're worried, that means you are looking for the right things. You're going to do what you need to. You're going to search to find out what enough is. Enough is different for your neighbor than it is for you. So you just need to remember that that enough is different per family. And there are so many resources and help like you and me and places that are there um, to come along beside you. Just reach out to us. We're there. We can help you. We want to help you. That's what we're here for, right? So don't compare. Know that enough is what works for your family. And reach out. Get help. Because you don't want to do it alone. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Michelle, thank you so much for encouraging us today and uh, giving us some great ideas to implement and some great resources to check out. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you that you really can do a great job homeschooling high school. Don't forget to check out our high school resource library at 41more.com forward slash library. Head on over to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 229, where we will direct you to Michelle's sites, homeschoolingteensuccessfully.com, the Homeschooling Teens Curriculum Fair, and also yellowhousebookrental.com. Make sure to join us next week for more actionable strategies. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.